0: stupid bitch that's why my mom said you don't fall in love and you don't dedicate them love songs i fucking did i remembered how i wanted to introduce this episode what's up crusty skunks welcome to the jungle baby you're gonna die (laughs) okay that's fitting i guess yeah i I love it what's up guys welcome back to kills and chills okay (laughs) i'm just kidding all right i'm leaving (laughs) uh don't no what's up guys how you been i hope y'all's holiday was good i know we already released an episode oh yeah happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving we already like release episodes since then yeah between then the day before but because we were pre-recorded we didn't think to like be like happy thanksgiving so here's yeah a, here's a belated thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving we hope you had a good uh vegan fest oh okay i hope you guys had ham. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Y'all want to know something? Did I call it or did I not call it? Ken didn't come over for Thanksgiving. In my defense, you didn't text me that whole day. In my defense, I was cleaning, getting ready to host my family. So Exactly. So how was I supposed to know it was okay to go? You could have texted me and been like... No, because if you don't text me, I'm not going to text you. No, you could have texted me and been like, hey, what's up, Dan? No. You have to delete all of this. I'm going to leave it in there because they're going to be like, wow, they have issues already. Wow. They're already like crumbling. <laughs> No, we're cool we're not though because guess what it's our one month anniversary yes mm-hmm. i've never been more in love <laughs> i know oh my god we cannot believe it's been a whole fucking month since we decided to actually do this yeah for real it's been longer than a month since we decided but since we posted i but guess since we posted it's yeah. been a month mm-hmm. and like for christmas ken got me like she was like, I got you something and it's so sick. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, really? Oh. And I'm like thinking, I was like, oh my God, what what must it be? And blah, blah, blah. And then she like said, I can't wait for it to come in so I can look at it. I was like, Is it custom? And I was like, you know, all bouge. I was like, oh, it's custom? And she was like, Yeah. <laughs> and like I was yes. like, oh, I was like, oh. And then like I told my sister about it. She's like, watch. watches a shot glass. And I was like, You think so? And she's like, mm, probably. I was like, oh, okay. And today I come over, and she's like, I can't wait any longer. I have to give it to you now. And so, like, she made me close my eyes, and she revealed it. Two double shot glasses, with our <laughs> with logo. logo. It's so cute. She was supposed to record my reaction for um, our coworker, but I'm glad she didn't, because like her reaction was like, oh, that's cool. It was not. I was like. <gasps> Your voice is not that high. It, wasn't it was that high. High. like, <gasps> but I was like, oh my god, oh my, it was not that low either. <laughs> Come on, we can't recreate it. But I, I was excited, but uh, I was excited, but I knew that if I, I expressed how I felt, I might have cried, so I didn't express how I felt. <laughs> you, I hate it. You know what I hate? I hate it. <laughs> what do you hate? Oh. <laughs> I thought you had more to say So I was like okay uh, I was like I hate it. No That's uh, it. But anywho So because I got her shot glasses I, I weaseled my way into like being like Hey you wanna go get alcohol? Because I had it planned out already <laughs> Oh my god did you? Yeah from this morning Cause it, Well because Okay It didn't hit me until this morning That it was our one month anniversary mm-hmm. And then I was like Oh perfect I could just give her the fucking shot glasses now And then eighty was like yeah. And just like be like, let's go get alcohol and like do the thing. I was like, I knew something was up when you wanted alcohol, though, because you never drink. Well, no, because we were celebrating. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we're also celebrating because we've ranked. We've ranked on iTunes, guys. We're fucking ranked, which is insane. Yeah, I freak the fuck out at work. Like it's me, a super high number, though. It's 300 and something, yeah. but we ranked. Yeah, and, like, I literally told my coworker worker at 88, I was like, dude, we fucking ranked, and we're trying to get Dan's attention. She's training some new girl. And we're like, Dan, this is important. And, like, our coworker Derek walks in. We're like, Derek, we ranked. <laughs> Derek was like, oh, congrats. Some merch coming? Yeah. And I, was, I was like, <gasps> everyone was, like, super sweet about yeah. it. I was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love these people. I remember, like, I was like, this morning when we were having lunch, I was like, this is "So exciting! I want to blackout. We should celebrate." And then you're like, "You wanna?" And I was like, black out? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle came out. Kyle came out. I love it. But yeah, happy anniversary to us. Yes. Also, I'm really sad. Can I talk about this? Yeah, we we got a, a headphone splitter because because we can't hear ourselves. I was like, okay, let me get a headphone splitter. And then we're going to be able to listen to ourselves while we record and it's going to make it 10 times better. So I get it in, I plug it and it doesn't fucking work. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And you know how shitty it is, is that when I went to Amazon (laughs) to fucking return it, I put that I wanted a refund and it's like, oh, you don't even have to send it back. Your return is being processed. I was like, so you sold me something shitty knowing that it was shitty. Like, you're so shitty that you don't even want it back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, so now we're having to do it like this, and we're having to keep looking at the laptop to see our noise levels. Yeah, that sucks. I can't even see the laptop, so. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Here, I'll turn a little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see a little. Yeah, same. But, um, yeah, that made me sad. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I okay. sure. Okay. Do bet. <laughs> um. Also, can I just like plug this in here? Mm-hmm. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Kills underscore chills. We're doing mm-hmm. really good on there. Yeah, we sure are. We're being social, unlike my true nature. Yeah. If you guys want to like live tweet your reactions, we'll respond. We'll respond. Oh, we'll we respond. have nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite part so far. Responding to yeah, people. Yeah, I like having little convos with people. Like, I'll post. Um prompts like mm-hmm. i'll post a picture and be like oh remember when this happened and people reply and i'm like yeah no. talk <laughs> and it's you usually like me, please, Dan won't too. talk to me <laughs> yeah dan doesn't fucking talk to you she doesn't reply to me <laughs> we're having marital issues already <laughs> it's been uh, two years we're past the honeymoon phase <laughs> uh i guess yeah <laughs> no nah, she's just comfortable and yells at me I, I yell at her i fight with her all the time uh which is which is a lie. We never fight. <laughs> never happy never. family. Oh my god, no. But yeah. Uh send us a, a tweet, um, a DM. We actually revealed ourselves on Instagram. Oh, you already posted the picture? No, I did I posted it in our story. Oh. Okay. But I added it as a highlight as well. Oh, okay. We look cute. It's from the summertime. Yes. And like Travis yeah where we almost died like right after that we went down that hill we went down a hill and it was like a dead end it was like it was the steepest hill i've seen in my entire life So steep. i was like my car was gonna roll back and then it was blocked off it was like stop Mm halt do not go further i was like oh my god we're gonna die and you started backing up i was like no keep going (laughs) yeah Uh, good times it was scary i hated it it. but there's that so yeah, please follow us on our socials. Leave us a rating. <laughs> I'll plug do. that in towards the end again. <laughs> but leave us a rating. Yes. Another thing I wanted to mention, it's been like a hundred years since we recorded. It sure has, because we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes before, so we could be able to, um, with our families. Yeah, for Thanksgiving so we haven't even talked about how i went to one of your shows with you yeah uh we've been i was talking about it for like ever that dan was gonna go to her her first deathcore show (laughs) it was such a good time (laughs) i was like oh oh they yell my favorite was watching the mosh pit (laughs) yeah people were like um hardcore dancing oh yeah and i was like oh i was like oh he hit that bitch It was so fun. It was fun. It was really fun. I got to see my favorite band. Eek! Like, I was there, and, like, I was, like, freaking out the entire time, because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to see Enterprise Earth. Like, hello. And then, finally, they came on, and I was like, I need to rush to the front. (laughs) And so I did, and it was fine, because... She made me stand right next to the speaker. We were right next to the speaker. I couldn't hear that entire night. fucking But you know what? It was fucking worth it because I got to see Dan Watson up close. I'm kind of sad because I took some snaps, but I didn't save any of them. Yeah, I I snapped him and I was like, he's so tiny. I just want to put him in my pocket. He's so cute. (laughs) I was telling Dan this earlier. I watch a YouTube channel and it's called the Dickie Dines show. And they did like a poll on Facebook about who's your favorite like musician. And I was like, ah, I don't have a Facebook. So I literally could have been like, hey, Dan Watson, because the guy is really good looking. They, they, The people commented, like some people that were like not even free. Someone said Franz from Attila. First of all, he's not cute. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you get that from. That? If y'all know, if y'all like bands, please be my friend, because none of my friends like my bands. Dan withstood the test of the show, I guess. Yeah, like it wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, they were just yelling. I was just there. They were yelling into my soul. I was I was there for moral support. So, yeah. So Ken didn't faint. I I was just there to make sure she didn't faint and throw her bra on I almost cried. Oh, I, you did cry. I cried. I was literally waiting for them to come on. I was so super psyched. And then finally, like um the band starts coming out. Dan hadn't been out yet. He walks Dan out Watson. Dan Watson, not uh, this Dan. Yeah. Not Dan, the DNA strand. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, so like Dan Watson walks out, and like I'm literally I'm fucking fine, and all of a sudden my eyes started getting misty, and I was like, her eyes were so watery. I looked over, I was like, oh, I was like, my am God. I gonna cry? And then like I, I blinked, and like one of like a tear came out, and I was like, <laughs> this is not the time. I was like pushing the back in, and Dan looks at me, and she goes, Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I'm like, I can't dead. believe I fucking legit cried I was like I did not know my love was that strong but cried over this tiny man (sighs) he's so cute (laughs) but yeah and then here's the best part and we're waiting outside for the Uber to come and keep in mind we're in the sketchiest fucking part of downtown Houston oh yeah it was Mm. so sketchy like if you live in Houston this is um the venue is called Houston Underground yes the teeny-tiniest venue that looks like a mechanics place. I think it was mechanics yeah. shop. Yeah, I was uh, cold the entire shop. time because the shit was open. Mm-hmm. But um, we're waiting for the, the Uber to come, and then we finally get into the Uber, and he's like, this is a really bad area for you to be walking outside at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that. And Dan like, said something along the lines of some guy got thrown off a bridge or something. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like afterwards i was like wow i just really brought that up in like the uber conversation just like
1: casual casually. yeah
0: casual chit chat <laughs> if anyone knows any houston history it's the McKee street bridge it connects the 5th and 2nd ward in houston uh-huh it connects them it's just a really old bridge uh the bridge that stands there was built in 1932 so That's old. That's old. Uh the colors that you saw, you know how it was like kind of like teal aquamarine color? That was painted in nineteen (laughs) eighty-five. Are you crunching? (laughs) You I won't crunch, I promise. it starts crunching. I was gonna say something, but the chip got stuck like this. (laughs) Oh god. But yeah. It's a really old bridge, and I just bring up murder with uber drivers with uber Uber drivers yeah that's just that's just who i am guys um but it brings me to the kill i'm talking about today oh i just Hmm, boys, (laughs) which brings me to the kill i'll be covering today or cutting the case of (laughs) great what you got okay i have the murder of Jose Campos Torres, before you say anything, is this a Houston murder? It sure is. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't get six more reviews on iTunes. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> this is all y'all's fault. I'll never get Richard Ramirez. <laughs> okay, like you asked if it's a Houston murder after I was talking about the bridge. Oh, was this connected? <laughs> it sure is. Oh, yeah, sick. Okay, okay, so, um, Jose. Campos Torres. He was a private in the United States Army uh, during the Vietnam War area. Uh Um, A little bit of backstory. Uh, He was born in the East End neighborhood, and that's always been, or not always, always, but like in recent history, it's always been like a um, Hispanic-dominated neighborhood. Okay. Um, It used to be, I actually didn't research this part, so I may be wrong, but I heard that, or I read Mm-hmm. I think I did. Okay, it was a German, uh, heavily German populated neighborhood. Okay, until you know, you know, people started, you know, migrating. Migrating, Houston became a big city. It got overtaken by mainly a His- the Hispanic mm-hmm. uh, community. And so this was eventually like dubbed El Barrio, the the, Mex- the Houston Barrio. Okay, is what they call it. Uh, and to this day, it's still like Hispanic mainly dominated. Uh, it's is a second ward. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know about wards. Oh, okay. Well, so. well. If anyone knows about Houston, it's not me. It's in the second ward. <laughs> so he, uh, that's where he was born. Uh, he grew up there. It was his dream to open a karate school in that same neighborhood to give the kids something to do, basically to mm-hmm. like you know, so they wouldn't get in gangs stuff so like would that. Be hoodlums. Yeah, and the, he wanted them to you know have that outlet. To like, you know Do a thing. Yeah. To be something more than yeah. just uh, like to bad be, kids. Yeah. To like, you know, get into, you know, physical activity, get into like that sense of like community and stuff like that. Yeah. So he was you can tell this guy was like a good guy. Mm-hmm. He had good intentions. Although occasionally he would drink and um when he was like very intoxicated uh, it triggered his aggression and like people that knew him like do admit that like yeah like he drank and you know he would get like like really rowdy like his brothers um, Gilbert and Ray they said sometimes when he drank a lot he wanted to fight when he got drunk he'd start practicing his karate he'd yell and kick and punch the air so yikes yeah so like he had anger issues like, not, not, I feel like not not even that honestly he's, just, he's like a regular drunk guy he was 23 at the time but anyway he confided in his uh cousin that he knew that fighting wouldn't get him anywhere so he knew like it wasn't like he was in gangs or anything He, you know yeah it was just something that he did when he was like super drunk okay which brings me to <laughs> the what the, the meat of the soup the meat of the stew <laughs> um He's at a bar um, in the East End, and he gets arrested for disorderly conduct. So he's arrested by six officers. Side note, all white. Instead of being immediately taken to um, the jail as, you know, protocol calls for, de- it. Yeah, calls for demands, they took him to the hole. What's the hole? Yes, I was about to ask that. <laughs> I was about to be, what's the hole, you may ask. <laughs> the hole is an isolated area okay. behind a warehouse. Uh, it's where they would go write reports, um, question suspects, or take a nap <laughs> like 80 does. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm the, just kidding. In the nap room? Yeah, in the nap room. <laughs> it was um, to write reports, question suspects, uh, to sleep off during a shift. Uh, so they took him there okay okay so not the police station <laughs> okay weird mm-hmm. guess what they do there drugs no they beat the shit out of him oh why six of the officers because they're racist oh so six officers beat him for hours and then finally decide all right let's book him boys <laughs> are you serious yes when was this this was in 1977 Okay. Okay. I said he was a a Vietnam veteran. I don't know when that was. I didn't major in (laughs) fucking geography. Oh, okay. So he's beaten by these six officers for hours. Uh, When they finally take him to the city jail, they refuse to book him because of his injuries. He was so badly beaten. They're like, no, you have to take him to the hospital. What the hell? Yeah, they're like, you have to take him to Bentub. So Bentub is like a hospital located... Barely near the area. It's it's right off of... Is that by the zoo? Yeah. mm -hmm, By the zoo. Nice. Yeah, right across the street from the zoo. Um, So they're like, take him to the hospital. And instead of taking him to the hospital, the six arresting officers take him back to the hole to beat him some more. What the fuck is the Mm -hmm. point of that? I don't know. I don't know how racism works. Okay. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) So they're beating him and they're beating him and they're beating him. And then one of the officers, Officer Denson, says, let's see if the wetback can swim. <gasps> Ew. hmm wow. And they push him off of the... Oh, my God. Is this the bridge? hmm So they push him off of the, the McKee Street Bridge. So they pushed him into the bayou. They pushed him off the bridge. Uh, he fell 20 feet down into the bayou. Jeez. Oh, so Taurus's body was found three days later floating in the Buffalo Bayou. Wow. Mm-hmm. So now for the arrest. Denson and Orlando uh, were the only officers charged with murder uh, in within the state court. They're like thinking, oh, good. They, they were charged with murder. Well, they were convicted of negligent homicide. So, oh, good. A conviction. Right. But get this. <laughs> they were only sentenced to one year probation and a $1 fine. For murder? Mm-hmm. I, an all-white jury was like just a year probation of probation and a one-dollar fine. And my n- notes, I wrote: surprise, surprise. <laughs> How's that? Would you like to know how much a dollar was worth in 1977? Sure, it was worth three eighty-eight in today's time. So they were basically like fine three dollars and eighty-eight cents for the murder of Jose Torres. What? hmm So, the Houston uh, Post uh, had a field day with this. Their headline read, murder is not a crime if you're a police officer. Fuck, true. Which is basically what the headlines are now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, the people were very upset. Of course. It's one thing to be like, oh, they're not guilty. And you're like, mm-hmm. Mad about it, but like, oh yeah they 're guilty, but we 're only going to find them one dollar we 're only going to find them three dollars and eighty eight cents What the fuck, yes, this made headlines like across the nation, like everyone was in on this. Oh, everyone shit. was like, What is going on so eventually, um federal charges were filed against those two officers, and a third officer named Officer Janice uh, was also um uh, Charges were also filed against him uh-huh. for civil rights violation uh A judge gave them a, a ten year suspended sentence, and on top of that they uh they did serve time in jail in federal prison, but they only served one year in federal prison for wow. the assault for the assault charge, not even the murder yeah it was just an assault charge, yeah, so you can like understand that people were like very angry I'm sure like you know there was like protests about this, and like you know like, and obviously Mexican-Americans aren't just in Houston. This was, like, Mexican-Americans everywhere in the country. They were like, is this, you really let them get away with this, like, this, like, heinous crime? Yeah. And then to only, like, charge them a dollar in fine fees? Yeah. And they are like, uh, like, uh, I read it was a, I don't have it in my notes, but, like, someone, like, said, like, they were basically sending the message that, Quote, a Chicano's life was worth a dollar, and Yikes. I was just like, "Oh, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. That's super ugly." So like tensions are like boiling between like the community, right, and the and the HPD, and so it finally all like comes down um, to May seventh, nineteen seventy eight, and so this is a year later after his death, like almost almost to the day. Uh, Multiple protests happened. um, And, you know, Cinco de Mayo had just passed. So, you know, people are like, (laughs) they're not like that, but they're pissed. They're pissed. They're still mad. You know, a a veteran, a Mexican-American veteran lost his life for no reason. For no reason. When he should have been, like, taken to the jail and, like, booked and then left there overnight to, like, Mm -hmm. simmer the fuck down. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to lose his life. Um, so they're doing this protest in Moody Park. Um, that's on, like, the north side of Houston. And, you know, police come in to, like, disperse the crowd. And um, the crowd gets starts getting, like, angry. And they start, um, you know. Mobbing. Almost, yeah. They start, like, kind of, like, you know, mobbing out. mobbing out that's a song that's icy stars is it really yeah they have a song called mobbing out oh my god okay well okay so the police attempts to break the crowd up and like they're met with like retaliation from the people there um There. this one cop his name is harold barth um he did an interview in 2008 um with the houston public media uh, he was a rookie cop at the time, mm-hmm. and he said that what happened was when the police came in to arrest some people, um, and actually, it actually, wait, when they came to arrest some people and they they took someone, mm-hmm. you know, they arrested him, the people said, no, uh, you're not going to take him and di- and do what you did to, um, to, to you know, to Jose Campo, Campos Torres. You know, it's like, you're not going to do that to him. Uh, the people started uh, throwing rocks and bottles at the police and they overturned police cars and they were shouting Shit. like, and they were shouting like justice for Torres and Viva uh, Torres. The community was like fed up at this point. They were fed up with like
1: everything really. The injustice. The injustice
0: of it. More than 40 people were arrested during the riots and it became uh, nationwide news. The entire nation was like still upset over this. mm mm-hmm. And uh, the Houston Police Department was labeled the worst cops in the nation. Yikes. (laughs) So this eventually, though, like, you know, from all this tragedy, this eventually led to some good things. Um, There's like policies made and stuff like that. And it also led to the creation of uh, the Houston Police Department's Internal uh, Affairs Department. So some good. And it it took a man losing his life for... People to get their shit together and be Mm -hmm. like, uh, well, let's not. Yeah. And what sucks is that like the headline is what got me those like murder is not a crime if you're a police officer. Oh, yeah. It's like that's still an issue today. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to end on a lighter note, um, towards his uh, nephew, he says, um, there has never been anything to mark, um. His death in a positive way um, No parade No day of remembrance uh, It's never had its own day um, But it is definitely Something that should be remembered A lesson of Houston's history Among Mexican among Mexican Americans oh. So they're trying to like set up something Like like a marker or something To uh, commemorate his death And like the riots Because yeah. this was a big deal uh, back in the day wow. um, You know this is a little piece of Mexican-American history in the in the U.S., honestly. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. When you um, said someone got pushed off the bridge, I was like, uh, that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. And um, I actually remember uh, reading about this case, like, a long time ago, back when I was maybe still in high school. And uh, actually, like, the first time I ever saw that bridge, I had accidentally, I was coming back from, uh, like, the Woodlands I was coming back from a concert and it was already like dark out as late past midnight, I think. And I was driving and I accidentally took a wrong turn and I got on the wrong, I, I got off on the wrong exit and it eventually took me down through that the yeah. bridge Ugh. and it was like in the middle of the night. It was yeah. so scary. And like, <laughs> like I literally I'm driving. I look at the bridge and I'm like, <gasps> and I stopped the car. And I'm like, oh, my God, someone, like, was murdered here. You stopped the car knowing someone <laughs> got murdered? Yes. And, like, it was my cousins in the back. And then my friend, uh, my best friend, Paula. And she was like, then why are you stopping? <laughs> she was just like, I'm like, oh, yeah, my bad. I'm fucking dead. You're like, oh, my God, someone got killed, but let's get killed, too. <laughs> Man, it just goes to shows I've always been like this, I guess uh but but yeah it's very interesting i like i mean aside from true crime like um i'm very into history and like i don't know it's a very interesting case you know and something that like originated here in our city yeah but um it was a, it's very unfortunate though that it happened yeah definitely yeah. that's that's horrible yeah. i wonder if like maybe they have like petitions or something online to like i I did not prepare this at all <laughs> Like I just thought, just popped up in in my head. But if they do, I'll like look it up and maybe post it on social media. Maybe we could all sign it or something. Yeah, that'd be sick. If uh, if his family has anything out there for um that uh, you a, marker. Put a marker, yeah, a marker or something. Yeah. So if they have something, I'll I'll let you guys know. Yeah, sick. Something that we can contribute in. Awesome. That yeah. sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Sounds Stan. like a plan. Sam. My name's Dan. First of all. <laughs> sounds like a plan, Dan. <laughs> cool. All right, and that's my kill for today. That was sad. <laughs> yeah, it was sad. It's it's kind of, like, also sad that, like, I can see the parallels of what's happening now, too. Yeah. Um, I guess this is a problem that's always been, like, big. A big problem, but not a lot of people notice because it doesn't affect them directly. Right. So, that sucks. Yeah, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. We live in an ugly world. Let's just Ooh. all fucking die, first of all. <laughs> Like, Lord knows I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> me, well, I stopped in the middle of the night on a bridge where someone got murdered, so... <laughs> I'm fucking done. I have to one-up you. <laughs> like me 80? Yeah. I have $3 in my count. I have two. Me, the money I'm using isn't even mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We're done. Thank you for listening. I mean, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I don't TED know talk. who the fuck is we? because I'm not dud. Um... <laughs> um when did I say we? You literally just said it. You're like, oh, we're done. Like, we're about to cut the entire oh. podcast. <laughs> I meant, like, we're. Me. <laughs> Me, Dan, and Kyle. Loves it. Okay. <laughs> uh, anywho. So, today, I'm going to be covering the coolest of all places. Which is, mean? I mean, I already covered the coolest places, which was that bridge. No, actually, it wasn't That's that That's not cool. that cool. That no, was sad, actually. I'm so sorry, guys. Um... Today, I'm going to be covering the Cecil Hotel. Mm. Jolly good. Of Elisa Lamb fame. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, super weird shit has always happened at this hotel ever since its like beginnings, I guess. Mm. I'm going to tell you what these things are. Oh, thank you. Please it's too. also uh, said to be one of the most haunted hotels in Los Angeles. So, let's begin. Okay. I just had a flashback of, like, elementary school. Do you remember when they would do those pacer tests? Uh. And it would be like, begin. (laughs) And they'd be like, beep. And then it would do the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's literally what I just thought of. I want to be compensated for my emotional trauma. Yeah, same. (laughs) But, um, okay. The Cecil Hotel was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner Hainer. H A N N E R. Okay. The hotel is nineteen stories high. Nineteen floors. Seven hundred rooms. Ooh. This place is huge. Yeah, that's big. That's a big ass hotel. Yeah. Like for the nineteen twenties. It's oh, a yeah. big ass fucking hotel. Mm-hmm. Um the man who created mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um he intended for the hotel to be frequented by businessmen. And the elite. okay. Because I guess it was in a part of downtown LA. Mm -hmm. That was like super bougie at the time. So, obviously, he intended people with money to stay there. Yeah. This dude went in on the hotel. (laughs) And even spent over a million dollars on like pimping out the place. He was like fucking exhibit pimping out a ride. (laughs) He... Made the lobby completely marble. Oh, that was uh, the wow. entire thing. Did you have pictures? No, but I'm sure we can find some. Okay. Um, that that sounds nice. It does. He added stained glass windows, imported palm trees. Ooh, from where? <sighs> oh, just kidding. Okay. From imported land. I don't fucking know. And <laughs> from um, Cancun. So this dude really put all his eggs into one basket, yeah. essentially. Because he knew similar fancy hotels around the area mm-hmm. had fucking thrived. Oh, okay. So he was like, sick. This is going to be great. In 1927, the hotel opened and it did fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The place was fucking lit. And it seemed as if it was going to do really, really well mm-hmm. for the area. But not even five years later, the U.S. went into the Great Depression. Um. And I guess because of that, the area surrounding the Cecil became... What we now know as Skid Row. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think you should tell people what Skid Row is. Oh, Skid Row is this part in L.A. Mm-hmm. Where basically all the homeless people are. The Cecil started to become known for junkies, mm-hmm. criminals, criminals. And it was basically, instead of being this lush, expensive place Mm -hmm. for people to stay at, it became known as as a meeting place for all of these homeless people. And it was said that at that time, 10,000 homeless people lived within a four-mile radius. Oh, wow. 10,000. In four miles. In four miles. So it quickly started gathering this really fucked up reputation. Mm -hmm. By the 1950s. The hotel was known as a place for transients, mm. so the hotel went downhill. Yeah. Um, in 2011, the hotel was rebranded okay. as the as Stay at Maine, okay. which in my notes it says I don't know if that's the real name, but apparently it is. They mm. did change it to oh. Stay at Maine instead of the Cecil, but mm. it still has the original the original name on there. Oh, okay. In 2014, the hotel was purchased for $30 million, which is a lot. Yeah, a lot. And it was set to start being renovated with a new rooftop pool, a gym, and even a lounge. So they're trying okay. to spruce the place up because it has this horrible reputation. Yeah. Now, because of what I know now, mm-hmm. no thanks. I don't think I would ever want to stay there. <laughs> but maybe. Because weird shit happens here. You're okay. So Ever since the opening of the hotel, it started garnishing a really bad reputation due to the amount of strange deaths, mm. suicides, okay. and the people who stayed there. All right. Yeah. Who stayed there? You're going to fucking love this. Oh, my God. So, in 1931... Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to start getting into the list of weird shit that's happened. Oh, okay, great. Like, like deaths okay. that are kind of weird. All right. Um, in 1931... W.K. Norton, a 46-year-old man, was found dead in his room after taking poison capsules. Mm. Which sounds kind of cool because I like the word capsules. <laughs> okay. Um. In 1932, not even a year later, Benjamin Dodditch, a 25-year-old guy, was found by a housekeeper dead due to a, gun- a gunshot wound to the head. Ouch. Um. In 1934... A former Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden was found with a slit throat and he had actually written quite a few suicide notes prior to his suicide. Oh, wow. Um, Apparently, one of the notes talked about his poor health, so maybe that's why he did it. Maybe, yeah. Um, In March of 1937, Grace Magro fell from a ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires. Can you imagine that? Aww. And she later died in the hospital. Police couldn't come to a conclusion if she had jumped or if it was a suicide. Or wait, wait. If or she pushed? had no, if she had jumped purposely or if it was an accident. Okay. If she like was up there and just randomly like. Whooped. Oh, I fell like accidentally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. In nineteen thirty-eight. A marine fireman by the name of Ray Thompson jumped from the top floor of the hotel, landed on the skylight of a nearby building. Wow! That like how many people have fucking died here? It is insane, and I'm not even dead. <laughs> In 1939, a navy officer Edwin C. Neblet Neblet was found dead after ingesting poison. Oh, yoikes! Dorothy Jean Purcell. Oh, this one's fucked up. Okay, so this girl was 19 years old. Okay. she was sharing a room with her shoe salesman boyfriend Ben Levine. Okay, which reminds me of what did you say? It's that guy was a something salesman. A clock salesman. A clock salesman. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep thinking about Kafka. Jake from Clock Salesman. I'm fucking dead. We need to read Metamorphosis. It's so good. Okay. Um. So she was staying with her shoe salesman guy. And he was 38. That is a big-ass difference. Oh, yeah. That's a big This difference. girl is 19. That's almost... That's old. That's very old. Dorothy had no fucking idea that she was even pregnant. <gasps> okay. And she woke up in the middle of the night with, like, labor pains, but she yeah. didn't know what the fuck it was. So instead of waking him up, you do what naturally comes to you. You go to the restroom and deliver it yourself. Oh. Yeah. So... She thought it was dead. She thought the baby oh. was dead, and oh my god, what'd she do? She threw it out the window. Oh my god. Yeah, she threw it out the fucking window. The baby landed on the roof of an adjacent building. Oh my god. Yeah. So whether it was alive or not, we don't know. Oh. Does she get charged with something for just fucking throw babies off roofs? Oh. Uh, she literally threw this baby out the fucking window. Oh, out the window. You don't throw them out the window. That reminds me of that fucking movie where the baby's rolling down the hill, and the lady picks it up, because it comes to a stop, and she picks it up, and she looks at it, she's like, oh, so cute. And then she rolls it down the hill again. What movie? I don't know, but it's funny. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Um, Kung Pao. That's what it's called. I have never seen it. It's, like, so stupid. I have it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So... she was arrested and okay. she was evaluated but the psychologist came to the conclusion that she was not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh. Yikes. My notes. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um in 1947 Robert Smith died from jumping out of the 7th floor window. In 1954 Helen Gurney jumped from a 7th story window and landed on the Cecil's marquee. Okay. I wonder if that's the same one they have now. Oh. Um, in 1962, Julia Francis Moore jumps from her eighth-floor room window and landed in the second-story light well. All these people just throwing themselves out of windows. Why don't throwing- they close the windows is what I want to yeah, know. Like, oh. Bolt them shut or paint over yeah. them or something, bro. So this one is really weird. The same year, 1962, 27-year-old Pauline Otten, Otten, was arguing with her estranged husband. This was fucking weird. She's arguing with her estranged husband on the ninth floor of the hotel. The husband was like, you know what? Fuck you. He peaced the fuck out. I so know. she wrote a fucking suicide note. What did she do? Kill her husband. She jumped out the window. Oh, God. She jumped out the fucking window just as a 65 year old man was walking oh, by. Oh, my God. Not only did she fucking land on him, and kill herself but she instantly killed him oh my god and the police initially thought that they had both jumped Mm -hmm. but he still had his hands in his pockets oh so there was no way that and his shoes were still on apparently if you would have landed that hard your shoes would just fly Fly off off. yeah i was like what the fuck what are the odds i'm not done what a stupid bitch that's why my mom said you don't fall in love, and you don't dedicate them love songs. I fucking did. So yeah, that one's just super unfortunate, I yeah. guess. Bad timing. Um, in 1964, a hotel worker discovered pigeon Goldie, which was a name given to this lady because she um, she would feed the birds, mm-hmm. and she was like a, a pigeon ambassador, the, like me. I love lady. priests. <laughs> I miss him. Oh, maybe he'll come back to you. I hope so. Um. So yeah. So her name was Pigeon Goldie Osgood. Mm-hmm. They found her dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and <gasps> beaten. Oh my God. They had ransacked the place, but her hat that she always wore was still there, as well as a bag with her bird seeds, and that made me so Aww. sad. <laughs> she just wanted to feed the birds. Oh, it, um. They actually did arrest a guy that they thought was connected mm-hmm. to her murder. But they ended up clearing him. Ah. So basically, no one knows what the fuck happened. I'm a okay. pigeon lady. Um. In 1975, an unidentified woman jumped from the 12th floor, and they don't know if she was checked in. Oh, okay. Yeah. She just was like, you know, she was just there. Let me fucking die. I'd love to jump off the Cecil. Yeah. In 1976, Jeffrey Thomas, Paddy, Patty, bought a rifle went to the rooftop, and began firing at random. Oh, okay. Um, He was arrested, but he said that he wanted to prove a point. He was like, this is how easy it is for someone that's mentally unstable to get a gun and shoot at people. Oh, well, he, he proved it. That's Still we, valid. That's what we've been telling y'all. Yeah. So, not only have there been a bunch of weird fucking deaths there. Deaths? Deaths. Deaths. Uh, a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but a few serial killers have actually stayed there. Bro, hell yeah. So this is right up your alley. Um, Let me have them. You're going to love this one. No. Uh. I'm leaving. <laughs> my fave, my problematic no. fave, Richard Ramirez. Fuck him. Stayed at the Cecil. Yes. Bitch. The infamous Night Stalker. Stayed at the fucking Cecil around the well, time the that he is my original night stalker, I just mm, wanna say. Not I. <laughs> um, he stayed at the Cecil around the time that he was on his killing spree from 1984 to 1985. Um, it's said that after he would do his killing, he would dump his bloodied clothes and the big dumpster out back <gasps> and walk half naked back into his hotel room. Mm-hmm. And somehow no one ever caught him. Oh, and no one oh. ever like put two and two together like He's naked. <laughs> Why do you think that is? You think he was disposing of some evidence, mayhaps? Mayhaps. <laughs> um, so that was that. It's a very tiny, tiny little tidbit nice. of Richard well, Ramirez. You already covered Richard Ramirez. So no, I didn't. Shut up. In 1991, an Austrian journalist, Jack Unterweger, stayed at the Cecil while he also went on a killing spree. Of eleven prostitutes between 1990 and 1992. Mm. Who? Jack Unterweger from Australia? No, Austria. Austria. Unterweger. Jack. Hold on. She's flipping. I'm flipping, guys. She's flipping. Well, guys, we might cover that soon. <laughs> <I could> <laughs> um. He was actually working for an Austrian magazine. Oh yeah, we're gonna cover that soon. <laughs> yeah, and he was covering crimes committed in L.A. Yeah, you sure which was. makes no sense because you're like from Austria, so why the fuck are you in L.A. like? Oh, because work on your uh, own uh, shit. L.A. was a a big um a big city already, so they're like, you know what? Here, we'll give you some money and you can go uh do the thing. Yeah, you can go do the thing. He was a a guy. Yeah, he was a guy. Yeah, he was a guy. He was a male. And he was arrested for killing someone. And then he was like, I've changed my ways. And everyone's like, yeah, he's such a good writer. Mm-hmm. He definitely. Yeah. He I read about that, changed. but I, I left that out. Yeah. Um. So he would use his press pass to ride with the LAPD through the red light district. So this dude was bold. as fuck. Yeah. And he was probably picking them out as he went, is what I assume. Yeah. He also stayed at the Cecil because of Richard Ramirez. Because he looked up to Richard Ramirez. You should cover him. Oh, I don't think so. You have to. You have to give me this one thing. No. Yeah. No. I bought you shot glasses. No. I, I gave you my life. <laughs> I, gave I gave you my, my heart. <laughs> um. Now, the one that everyone knows about is the mysterious death of Elisa Lam. The one that... Brought the Cecil to my attention, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, If you didn't know, and you live under a fucking rock, (laughs) uh, she was found. She was found dead in one of the hotel water tanks, where she had been for almost three weeks, decomposing. So, so people were showering in her death. People were showering in her death. In her death death liquids. Yeah, people were showering, drinking, washing their. Genitals (laughs) Genitals, but. <laughs> meet their butt. <laughs> brushing their teeth, brushing their teeth. But uh the thing everyone seems to notice is how bizarre she was acting in the CCTV footage, which is weird. Yeah, because she was doing all sorts of weird, like hand motions, mm-hmm. and she was pressing all the fucking buttons yeah. on the elevator. She looked very out of it. She did. She yeah. looked. She th- they thought that she might have been on drugs. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out that she also was bipolar mm-hmm. and they're like, maybe she was having like a bipolar episode or she was going through something. I don't know. But one thing I heard in another podcast was that for as long as she's going in and out of the elevator, it never closes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and she fucking yeah, steps in and out. And, leaves. and, and we she, get- she fucking leaves mm-hmm. out of the thing and it never closes. And we get fucking hit. By the, elevator the I doors. made that note and I was like, because we at work we ride the elevators all the yeah. fucking time and we get smashed. We yeah. We we take a little too long, it's closing. We take a second to breathe. It closes. It, it closes. Yeah. I've gotten smashed <laughs> like twice already. Either <laughs> day I got smashed and I just I just kept going. I was like, I'm going home, guys. I'm fucking done. Don't care if this elevator door is closing on me. Yeah, so I literally wrote that down in my notes because I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, today. that doesn't happen. Almost. No. The elevator's malfunctioning. Yeah, that and then another theory was that she was playing the elevator game. Oh, it's creepy. Which is very creepy, and it also would explain why she was pressing a shit ton of buttons. Mm. Yeah, but the it wasn't even moving. No, exactly. That's why. So in twenty fourteen, so this was like the recentest, recentest. Mm -hmm. This is the most recent like thing that's happened. A kid took a picture of the Cecil Hotel and found what looked like a transparent apparition hanging by the ledge of a window. Oh. I, like, saw the picture, and it looks weird. That's gross. Yeah. I don't want it. Me either. Like, it's literally levitating. Like, it's, it's, (laughs) it's fucking creepy. So, because the hotel has seen a huge share of tragedy... It's seen as one of the most haunted hotels. But for some reason, I couldn't find, like, experiences. Mm, okay. So, I mean, it's said to be haunted. And I would assume it is because. Yeah. So many deaths. So many yeah. deaths. I don't know. I mean, maybe those people were really ready to peace out. And they're like, I'm not staying here any longer. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's something there, I feel. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a ominous curse. Nominous. Ominous. Nominous. 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 <laughs> a nominous curse yeah yeah no i'm sure i there was a show on i was gonna say discovery channel on id where they did a special on the cecil hotel oh. and i had it recorded on my dvr <laughs> and i had it, they covered elisa lamb they covered richard ramirez they covered that jack Unterweger. Mm-hmm. um they had covered someone else oh did i miss a part did you i did the black dahlia oh she was there too she was reported that she was seen there oh like a few uh days before her death mm-hmm. oh. she was seen at the fucking cecil and then she ended up fucking dead whoa in 1947 do you think it's connected to this the hotel like her her death like not I'm just sure. that she stayed there, but like maybe someone else saw her there. And like I followed think her so. And was like, oh. And then I want to cover. I know what happened to her. <laughs> we should cover the black, the black dahlia and do like a a dual. Episode on the Cecil and the Dahlia? No, oh. you do the true crime. I'll do the conspiracies. Oh, oh, we could yes. Yeah, that would be sick <gasps> yeah. because there's a lot of conspiracies on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh if you stand uh can you say yes yes. if you stand down you go yes 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 Yes. um but yeah like honestly i feel like if i got the opportunity to stay at the cecil like a a free all expense paid yeah then i would take it breakfast because richard ramirez stayed there no i'd be like can i get his room no but like that place has just seen a lot of tragedy i feel yeah for like no reason yeah, yeah, for no reason. To explain, yeah, yeah. Then that that just seems odd to me, mm-hmm. but I guess that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, same. That reminds me of that other hotel too, the one where Sid and Nancy stayed at. That scene its share of tragedy. I think it was called the Chelsea. I think you're right, the Chelsea. You should cover Sid and Nancy because they're my favorite love story. I love toxic relationships. I was dead. (laughs) What the hell? I literally Uh, said that earlier to someone. I was like, yes, I love toxic relationships. (laughs) What did we say earlier? Oh, because she was like, yeah, you don't like researching with me because I want to tell you something and and you make faces at me. It's like, no, I like hearing you talk. I just want to tune you out. I was (laughs) like, oh, that's so rude. She She was like, that's me in every relationship. And I was like, it's also me. like, I, really I also want to hear them talk, but tune them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. But yeah, that's all I got on the Cecil. That is just such a weird place. Yeah. You know, what if it's like a Bermuda, Bermudica, a Bermuda <laughs> Triangle type of thing where all these like weird things are concentrated in this one area? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's, a, seems... that's a good theory. It just—it just seems bizarre that so many people decided mm-hmm. to make that the place where they would take their own yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would ever like if I was suicidal. I would want to do it. A, you think at the windows are bolted now? I would hope so. Yeah, because people have been jumping, throwing their babies out Ew. the fucking windows. That one, uh, that one bothered me. I was like, the pigeon lady was the one that hurt so me the most. Stupid. She still um. had bird seeds. And her hat. And her hat. Oh. <laughs> it was like a sports team hat that she always wore. Oh, she was a hat person like me. And she literally, she lived at the place, so everyone knew her as the oh. pigeon lady. Oh and then God. they fucking killed her. And that makes me sad because her birds never got fed anymore. Richard Ramirez did it to her. No, this is before his time. Sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, that's what we got today, you guys. That's. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I because I, I had like I had heard of it, but because of the Lisa Lam, right. uh, you know, um, case, and I think I knew that it was like a little weird, but I didn't know it was like to this extent. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I honestly had only heard the Elisa Lamb thing, mm-hmm. and then also the Black Dahlia that she was maybe linked because mm-hmm. of Ghost Adventures. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. This should be easy. And then I was like, a lot of people fucking died here. Do you think this is kind of like inspiration for American Horror Story? Yeah, it's the inspiration oh, it for a hotel. Oh, okay. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, That like, I never saw the entire season, mm-hmm. but all the spirits are stuck in the Hotel yeah. Cortez, much like I would feel they are stuck at the Cecil. Yeah, but there hasn't been any sightings. Not yet. I mean, you would think after like 30 years. I mean I'm sure there have been sightings. I just couldn't find anything. Mm, okay, on it. okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the Countess was real. Oh my god. Oh my god, Gaga is a vampire. <laughs> oh I hated that season. It was I watched it just to watch it. it. was like, Oh it was my favorite. I wanna rewatch Apocalypse so I can see Cody Fern's face. Oh my god. I'm in love with the Antichrist. Um the Antichrist is gay. I live for this. <laughs> uh so, yeah, guys. Yeah, that's what we got for you this time. Thank you for tuning in to Kills and Chills. Or uh, as Alex Turner would say, thank you for tuning in. Tuning. Um, Let's do some shout outs. Yeah, we've got quite a few bit of followers now. Yeah, we sure do. Not just our coworkers, <laughs> which is sick. Okay, so shout us out. Oh, I hit the mic. Fuck. On Instagram, two girls, one SC. I don't know what that means. Oh, one scaredy cat. <laughs> Oh, I thought Uh, I meant one Snapchat. One Snapchat, yeah, same. Um, They commented, we had a nice banter. It was nice. Um, Really? Yeah. And then Undercover Coven on Instagram. Like, Ken posted this, uh, like, post. And, like, today Dan discusses the term Black Widow and posts the question, what exactly drives uh, drives women to kill? Is it for a thrill or for security? And like the, uh, this one, they commented, uh, he had it coming. It was a murder, but not a crime. (laughs) And I was like, obviously, he ran into her knife 10 times. I'm fucking (laughs) dead. it's like a a musical reference. It's from Chicago. Like, it's like, oh, my God, I hate you. I didn't (laughs) say anything. Exactly. But no, it's, it's a song that they sing. And then like at one part, they're like, he ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times. I'm dead. Yeah. Um. Also on that same post, the wood, the woods podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. 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 Okay, some followers. How's your sex life? Followed us today. I yes. like that. Let me follow them back right now. Um. And then, oh, back on Twitter. Like earlier, we had said something about um, you guys tweeting us. You know, as you listen and yeah. telling us your thoughts. Code um, word is shot glasses. Oh, hell yeah. Shot glasses. If you hear the code word, send us a dance, tweet at us, d- yeah. Instagram at us. I don't fucking know what That's these kids we do. We know you listen. Yeah, um, that way we know you listen and mm-hmm. you don't hate us completely. Mm-hmm. The Wicked Weird podcast followed us on Twitter. Oh, on Twitter as well. Mike in a suitcase.
1: Who's like, that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. His other name is Father Thickmas. <laughs> Father Thickmas. I like that. Um, but he commented. He was like, he was listening to the Carol Cole and Gloria Ramirez episode, and he was like, buttocks on a skillet. And this guy literally ate ass. <laughs> and I was like, Haha, ha ha. <laughs> I'm looking um, Who else? Who else? Also, everyone, please keep requesting Richard Ramirez. No, Thank you. I'm not going to. Um, you guys are getting blocked. Oh, there's someone else. Someone requested Richard Ramirez in like the comments on, uh, not the comments, the the reviews on iTunes. Thank God. Blocked. Someone (laughs) else on Twitter. Father Thickmas. Oh, it was Father Thickmas It was Father Thickmas that requested Richard Ramirez. So when is Richard Ramirez episode, I was like blocked. Yeah. So drop us a review. Let us know what you think. Share your thoughts get in on the on the banter (laughs) um yeah leave a review on itunes please um give us a follow on instagram and uh twitter kills underscore chills
1: please talk to
0: us because we will reply yeah we will reply (laughs) we're not even that big yet so yeah we can reply to every one of them literally (laughs) yeah um leave us a i said review subscribe Oh uh, and that's it. Basically. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but we're on Google Play. Oh, we're on Google Play now. Yes. We're on Google Play. We're on uh iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pinto Bean, Google Play. I think that's it for I now. Think that's it for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um what is your favorite color? I hate your questions. <laughs> I mean I, I'm trying to what is it? I'm trying to, um no, I'm trying to interact. interact. Anywho, uh, yeah, thanks. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Tuning in? Tuning <laughs> in. Yes, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it for letting us ramble. Yes, thank you for actually listening. Yeah. Yeah. Because so it's fucking sick. Yeah. From what I shared today, you know that I actually like doing this <laughs> Yeah, stopping on bridges where people were murdered. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah, help us out. Um, help us out. Share with your friends. Tell them if they like bands to hit me up. Let's talk. And we'll see you <laughs> next, next time. time. Bye.